0: You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Everybody, you call us the robbery! you fucking big phone! I'm all that's to shoot every motherfucking last one of you! Hey! Hey! Happy birthday! (laughs)
1: Thanks! welcome. It's over. Let's just move man, on. Man, no, that was great. You had a cool birthday party. That was an awesome birthday party. At the party. Londoner. Mm-hmm. And I uh, got to see some people that I didn't normally get to see too often. So I had a good time. I don't care if you did. I had a fantastic time. And that cake? That cake, man. Are we really doing this? That cake was awesome. Are we really doing this? Yeah, we're, we're doing it. We're doing this. No, so... Uh, so, before we realized that we weren't actually recording... <laughs> we had a lovely conversation there. We were there. talking about movies and trailers. Man, we had some good stuff going on. My birthday. Uh, we were talking about Solo, the Solo trailer. Oh, my gosh. What do you think? How are you, you feeling? I'm feeling good. By round of applause, how do I... I, I Wow. I, I feel pretty good about yeah. it. I do, too. I feel pretty uh, pretty optimistic about this movie. I
0: certainly think it has potential to uh, to be... Uh, I got potential! <laughs> maybe a more satisfying film than, than Last Jedi. Yeah. If that can be said. Not uh-huh. that I didn't like The Last Jedi. I, I, I really liked it. It's going to be better than Rogue One. Uh, I think it's going to be better than Rogue One. I need One. to watch that again. I've been wanting to watch that again mm, because I feel mm. like we had really high expectations. Well, okay. What's better, though? Because I've seen a lot of people putting Rogue One above... Uh Last Jedi. No. As no, far as the ring no, goes. Yes. No. I agree. I agree. But I still don't think it it's getting its due. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. You need to due. see it again. It is doo doo. Recall. Is what it is. So, uh, it's not great. No, I, but this one has... Uh, I it, am excited about it, man. It's promising. Lando, I love the the
1: posters that they've created for
0: this thing. I love, man, dude, fucking Donald Glover is Lando. Is like Lando's That's perfect casting. That smile, so that million-dollar smile. Oh, yeah. I just hope they're not making him do a, a uh, Billy Dee Williams voice. A Billy Dee Williams voice? Dude, they better. <laughs> no. He better be walking around this entire movie going, well, that's a pretty ship, Solo. I have a feeling that's uh, mine, by the way. The previous directors may have like tried to squeeze some Colt 45... <laughs> references in there because you know that's what they do, right? They're you better very... say something along the lines of "works every time." <laughs> no, I don't happen. want them to do that. Although, what what are the chances over under on um the phrase "I've got a bad feeling about this"? It's going to happen. Being uttered, that's right? going to happen. I think so. I want them to pull a Return of the Jedi. It'll work. It'll work. <laughs> they, he kind of does that at the yeah. end of the trailer, right?
1: And oh well, like, he does the thing from the prison set. So he's like, "We're fine." Yeah, we're, we're all, all we're all fine here. We're all fine here. <laughs> uh, and then they're not all fine because there's a giant space
0: octopus. Giant space squid. Trying to get yeah, away. they're all of a sudden they're in Thor or uh, <laughs> Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. They were fighting. Maybe the they're going that. to combine the universes. oh well, it's all Disney now. We could
1: do that. What were you? What were you more impressed with, the solo trailer or the Infinity War trailer?
0: Uh, definitely the solo trailer. And I know it's just because we, a lot of footage we hadn't seen before. Yeah. Whereas Infinity War is like, oh, this looks like the trailer for the last Captain America movie. Just kind of a little more of the same. Because, oh, look, there's a glimpse of Thanos. Like, we sure. always see just a sliver of him. And, oh, it's all of our heroes in poses. And we don't uh-huh. know what's going on. There's a lot of a lot of red herrings.
1: I, I'm excited for Infinity War. Mm. But I miss
0: comic book movies being Yes, this is what I'm saying. This just looks like a dour. Hey, yeah. hey, you know all the people you've grown to love and know in the last fifteen years? They're gonna we're just die. gonna kill half of them. <laughs>
1: like a Spider-Man Homecoming was great. Thor yeah.
0: Ragnarok, like both really fun movies. I got my brother into the Marvel movies. He uh he was never a Oh really? He hadn't really been following. I think he'd seen Iron Man and, and whatever, and he started giving him a shot because of this podcast, I think, uh-huh. and you and I talking about him. And he, he saw Spider-Man Homecoming, loved it. And I think he, he watched it like two or three times, like within the same weekend. It's such an enjoyable film. Yeah. It's the the best Spider-Man. Well, it's not going to be this movie. No. No, it's not. Um, so, yeah, probably more excited about Solo. Um, but it does have Star Wars going for it. Although missed opportunity because May the 4th is on a Friday this year. Mm-hmm. And that's when we'll be getting Infinity, <laughs> Infinity War. And not Solo. No. That's weird. Well, uh, All right, so...
1: Low Black Panther, yeah, comes out in February. Excited about that. How do we feel about
0: that? though? it's you've...
1: a February release.
0: Uh, well, so did
1: Deadpool though, and nobody and was And the saying, Lego Movie.
0: Yeah, I just think that's. Um...
1: I don't know. You think it, it, you think they it planned it that be...
0: way? Well, well, it is Black
1: History Month, but it, it used to be that like February was like the you know. The dregs, like they just yeah. kind of unload
0: everything in February. All bets are off now. I think yeah. I think that's still maybe true for January, uh-huh. um, because all of the everybody's pushing to get into that December thirty first deadline, so it sure. can be nominated for an Oscar or at least considered. Uh-huh. And then yeah, January is still kind of the dumping grounds yeah. where we get to, well, you know. Cloverfield Paradox. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Oscars, mm. uh,
1: before we get into it here, I got to check out I, Tanya. Have you guys seen this Oh, yet? I heard it's great. It's a really good film. Like it, like the way that it's put together. Uh, was it, that nominated for Best Picture? It, yeah. I think, Best I think Picture, it was. though?
0: I think it was. I know that uh, some of the actors got nominations. I'm not sure it made it to I the... Thought,
1: I thought I, Tanya was nominated for Best Picture.
0: To the interwebs. Get to it. Uh, good film. I
1: like the way that it's presented. It presents itself as, hey, this isn't based on any truth. This is just some stories that we've heard, so we're kind of building the story around it. I love that. Um, is there a lot of breaking the fourth wall? There yeah, seemed to be in that yeah, trailer. Yeah, there is.
0: So she's telling it from uh, her point of view.
1: Yeah, and, and there's even, like, while scenes are playing out, mm-hmm. a character will, like, turn, or she'll turn and look at the camera. Um, like, the Jeff Galuli character, they'll be getting in a fight, and he'll kind of slam her head against the wall, and her head's against the wall, and she'll look at the camera and go, yeah,
0: like, and kind of say something. Nice. Uh, oh, it's I want to see it. Really well done. Not nominated. Oh, all right. But, well, uh, it's, you know, they had to make room for uh, The Post and uh, Phantom Thread, which I hear is not a good movie, and man. Three Billboards, which I hear is I like Billy
1: Zane in the original, but...
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when does Daniel Day-Lewis get in that purple uniform? I know, right? I, I've watched
1: the trailers. When does he get his I really thought it was weird that Paul Thomas Anderson wrote a sequel to this movie. <laughs> uh, no, the uh, but I, is good. It's just it suffers from... I don't want to say it's the same thing as, like, Goodfellas. There's a point. It looks like Good there's Falls. there's a point in the movie where you just kind of like, all right, I know what happens now. So trying to be like I know, a little too hard, maybe. I know. No, no, no. Just in the in the the realm of like how that story, the scope of that story, mm. like there comes a point where you're like, oh right, oh okay. Well, I know what happens from this point on. Yeah. It's, it's hard now to it's, have it's attention and lo- t- yeah, exactly. at suspense when we know it's how It's tough the story to stay ends. engaged. Yeah. Just like the um,
0: prequels. But a really good... <laughs> it's like Phantom Menace. <laughs> but a, like Rogue One. That's what ruined Phantom
1: Menace. But, uh, but it's still a really good movie. I, I recommend it. Uh, This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. This is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes they're bad movies, no matter what the case. Uh, We will pick a movie to watch every week and then tear it apart, dissect it, figure out what it did right, what it did wrong, uh, and how we would redo it to make it better. And then we try to put it back together. Mm-hmm. All the king's horses, all the king's men. <laughs> uh,
0: and so uh, this week, Joel's pick. This was my pick. And um, I don't want to say I regret choosing it, because I I, I think we'll have a lot to say about this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, you and I both love it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how controversial our opinions are going to be, because this, this is a film that's kind of become a cult classic. Apparently it wasn't very... Um, didn't get its money back when it was released in, in theaters. Well that makes sense. Yes, in because that time like the cat what you're
1: looking you're looking at a pretty a decent cast. Oh dude. And the great production
0: cast. value for the time is
1: outstanding. Got John Landis behind it. He did, was a king of comedy at that time. Did they film this uh like
0: on a full built out house set? Yes. Okay. All on a set. Obviously the exteriors were, were filmed on on location somewhere, mm-hmm. but uh yes, everywhere else. All of the different rooms.
1: It's it's well. It's really well put together. Yeah. Uh, Continuity-wise, keeping track of where the rooms are and you know running from one place to another, they do a fantastic. They job They based with
0: that. it off of the, uh, the 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 layout of the board game. So uh-huh. all of the secret passages, which you mentioned, Clue is the film we're talking about. Uh, and this is the film based on a board game. Based on the bad guy from Tron Legacy. <laughs> clue, Clue. That's right. <laughs> uh, coming soon to an episode of the editing. Base. Yes. Uh, but first, uh, film based on a board game apparently. Mm-hmm. And uh, have there been many yet? I know. There's Battleship. There was. Oh, yes. That's, that's probably why we haven't seen that Monopoly movie that was. R- <laughs> what about Operation? Rumored for. <laughs> 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 just a guy with a red nose. Hungry, Hungry Hippos, the movie. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. There was. Boots and ladders. I, I think Oliver Stone was in development on a Monopoly movie. Really? That they probably just turned, it just into, turned the into Wall Street, Street too. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's why Michael Douglas is running around with a top hat. You know what I would see though? <laughs> I would see a Candyland movie. Yeah, I think that's ripe with potential. Oh yeah, like Milton Bradley. Or... It, that should be. You know what? That's that's gonna be like your Seth
1: Rogen uh, and like Danny McBride a stoner flick. It's gonna be a stoner flick Candyland. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, man. Were, yeah, were there the any other board be? games that they did? Shoots and ladders. I said shoots and ladders. Oh, did already. you? Okay. Yeah. Get the rock for that, <laughs> dude. Did you see, it? like, Rampage. <laughs> Rampage is actually, like, we're not going to get an
0: actual Dundee movie. Oh, I know. I'm kind of disappointed. they really made a movie on, like, I thought that was a joke. I did too. And then I thought when we saw that trailer for, what's that movie that everyone's talking about? The the, the trailer from the Super Bowl where he's jumping from the building. Oh, Skyscraper? Where, uh, <laughs> the physics don't work out, apparently. <laughs> You've seen the poster. <laughs> he the jumps
1: from the crane. The final shot of the trailer
0: is him jumping from the crane,
1: and you assume he's going to jump into like one of the windows of the building, but you can only go so far until gravity says, "Nope, yeah, you're yeah. going straight down." But now. you
0: know what? In a world where uh, the Fast and the Furious In movies, where you can apparently drive a car from one building to another, oh yeah, uh, on they the 80th that. floor, yeah. In, so in why not Abu Dhabi? The Rock can do anything, Joe. He can do he can, no wrong. He did Jumanji, except for and Watch. it was
1: fantastic.
0: Yeah, although I haven't seen Baywatch. It is a fun. I've got it. I, no, I don't have it anymore. Was it? Uh, it was pretty funny. I feel like that. That's one of those films that was on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Got like eighteen percent or something. And I feel like, is it really that bad, or is it just people?
1: It's a lot of rallying it's a lot of, against. It's,
0: it's a lot of jock humor. Okay.
1: Like, there's a lot of,
0: like, tits and balls, and I got Listen, my dick stuck in a in a chair. There's a place for that yeah. in today's culture. It sure. doesn't have to be all do bros. Uh-huh. It's got Zac Offron. Oph- it's got Zac Offron. Zac Offron. Zac Offron. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: no, and he's he's really funny in it. So, uh, and dreamy. So, so Clue. Clue, um, 1985. 1985.
0: Yeah. I didn't realize it was this old. Uh, did you see this in the theater? I didn't, uh, I didn't, along with everyone else. You did. I did see it in the theater. Now, did you know, going into it, what they were doing with the secret endings? Yeah, that the was, that was like a story like in the papers and stuff. Guys,
1: back in the day, there was a thing called the newspaper. <laughs> and they would... Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, the good old days. Uh, yeah, so uh, they, they wrote up... like There was a write-up in the papers about... Because that was part of their marketing ploy, to get people to come see the
0: movie. Uh. Was, hey... You get a different ending depending on where you see this. You mean the star power of Christopher Lloyd and Michael McKeon, <laughs> Michael McKeon, and Tim, and the guy from Rocky Horror Picture Show? Wasn't it? <laughs> but enough to Madeline be... Kahn. Oh yeah, she was you a know, big name at that she time, was a, wasn't she, was she? Big
1: name. She had done some big movies with Martin Mel Brooks. Mull. <laughs> Martin Mull from the last movie TV's he did Martin before
0: that was Mr. Mom, where he played <laughs> the antagonist in that. We were watching this uh, the other night, skimming through it, and Jenna was like, "Isn't that the uh, the the principal from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off?" No. Was like yeah, no. It's a similar look with the yeah, mustache yeah. and also big in the 80s, but uh a little less uh, pedophilia uh-huh in his background. Um yeah, like here's the thing. Mm.
1: Not a not a huge star-studded cast, no. But great character actors that work cohesively as an amazing um ensemble uh, ensemble. Mhm. Uh they they did a fantastic job. Like if they had a an Oscar for Best Ensemble Cast yeah. in nineteen eighty five, this would have been a front runner. We have an Eddie Award for that. Maybe yeah. it'll win in twenty nineteen. It's because I'm I sit there and I watch this movie and I go, you know what? Really? There is no weak link. Like there are a couple people that are like mm, you could have probably plugged somebody else in. Yvette. But everybody See Colleen Camp. Yeah, she was really big in the uh, the like the exploitation era. Like she <laughs> shows she, in this yeah, film. Yeah, she her does. Boobs she did a lot of movies like that. She was also in Die Hard Three. She plays uh, oh, one of the she? cops in Die Hard Three.
0: Oh, is that her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And
1: she's really good in that movie. She's if you if you tap into what she's good at, like any good director will do. You know, you're going to get some quality.
0: I did enjoy the... the I think you blame, blame how the Yvette character is written more than it's performed. Well, I, I took Umbridge with the fact that... Uh, Professor Umbridge with the fact that... <laughs> sorry, I got Harry Potter on the brain. In her pink pillbox head. That uh, she got like top billing along with all of the other original characters at the end of the... So it's like, you know, at the end of the film, they're flipping over the cards. Oh, the cards. Yeah, like, the game you know, cards. Yeah, Wadsworth, the butler, which I guess, okay, he's not a character from the Clue game. But he's the he's character the that you need. He is. The, I was about to say he is the the glue. He's what holds this movie the together. The clue glue. No. All right, cut that part out, Jeff. Man, I wish you could all see him the look Joe just gave me—the disapproving. You might as well have just done. Tis, tis, tis. Sorry. No. No. You, I award you no points. The clue glue. But um, which <laughs> sounds like a uh, just <laughs> sounds like a euphemism for something. It's what happens when you see Yvette. Uh, yeah. What. No, yes, but, he's, you, not but one of the, vet. he's not one of the original and characters. And neither she was a vet. Neither. And yet she gets like top billing along with Norm, Mrs. Peacock. Mr. And Body isn't. Colonel... He's not one of the original characters. No, but he doesn't get his own flipped over card. He does card. get his own flipped no, over no, card. No, no, it's not until the... Oh, you might be right. Yeah. I thought it wasn't until the credits start rolling that they no, say his name. No, no, he his gets name. his own flipped over card too. All right, maybe you're right. Leaving... That's that his, really name. his name? That's his name. Oh, parents had a sense of
1: humor, huh? <laughs> that or he thought it was a really clever stage This name. is my state. No one's going to get it.
0: Leaving. I don't know why I assume he's Australian. <laughs> because it just makes sense. It makes sense. Someday they'll do a Crocodile Dundee remake and I'll be cast. guest <laughs> Cast. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> Hey, man. Hey, mate. Uh, all right. So Clue. Yes. 1985. What this going on? Well, I wanted to follow up because we were talking about the multiple endings, and you were talking about seeing it in theaters. Oh, yeah, so yeah, so yeah. you knew going in that the uh, you would see one. That of the I would three see one of the three endings, possible endings. Um, Which one do you get? Do you recall?
1: I saw the. I think I saw the Miss Scarlet ending. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the one that I saw, uh, and it wasn't until we rented it on video right. that we got to see all of the endings. And
0: Did you feel gypped? Because clearly there is a real there is ending. A best, There's there is a, a best preferred, ending. preferred, yes. Well, because... They the, even call it out in the movie. They're like, here's how it really happened. And here's how it really happened. And
1: that is seriously the best ending. Because it, it, everybody yes. is guilty. And you Kill get somebody. everyone's different stories. Mm-hmm. And then you get the 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 comeuppance for Mr. Green. You his get his the redemption. Mr. Green payoff,
0: which... Yes. That whole joke they've been setting up, which... If it you, doesn't pay off no. at all in any of the other endings. And especially in 2018... It it really comes off as very like homophobic. Yeah. Well, but it's a statement of the times too. Of course. But the the punchline is just that. Oh, hey, here's a guy who's presumed gay, and all the male characters feel uncomfortable around him. Um, yeah. It's not until you get that payoff at the end where uh, he literally has the last line of the movie. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. I <laughs> love it. <laughs>
1: Shake, rattle, and roll. like it just freeze frame. Um, what's weird is watching this movie. My only other exposure at that point to Michael McKeon was as Lenny of Lenny and Squeaky right. fame from Laverne and Laverne Shirley. And Shirley, and I thought Laverne and Shirley was a show that was made like twenty years before I was born,
0: <laughs> like uh, good days, right? L- like happy days or happy days or like, good uh, times. Good times. I just <laughs> combined days, them, didn't happy I? Happy times. If the cast of uh, good times were bl- or uh, happy days were black, <laughs> be happy be times. Good t- or good days. Happy times is probably taken That'd be the Australian version (laughs) Good 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 days days. (laughs) Again Mr. Body uh, Surely I'll be cast for that (laughs) For good days Crikey
1: Uh, Yeah so (laughs) So it was weird for me to see him Like I recognized him And I guess that's the first experience I ever had Of being like kind of taken out of it Like my Uh my suspension of disbelief Was affected by that because I kept going But that's Lenny that's and, Lenny. I'm having a hard time with this,
0: and that's what has me worried. About um, you know, we mentioned last week one of the reasons I picked this movie is because it's in the news again because Ryan Reynolds has uh-huh. come out and said he's producing and possibly starring, although probably right. Mm-hmm. If you're Ryan Reynolds, y- you can't just produce a movie without being in it. I have a right. feeling part of the buy-in is that I'm producing and I'm also and I'm starring going to be in it. You're going to get Deadpool in your Clue movie. Mm-hmm. You got Deadpool in my Clue.
1: Hey, you got your Clue in my Deadpool. <laughs> what what character would he play?
0: That's the thing. I hope. I hope. He's not the butler. I could see him being Mr. Green, no. potentially. I, I would like... I, I see Mr. Green as well. Or
1: but, Mr. Body. But
0: I also... Ooh, that'd be nice. Uh-huh. I, uh huh. Yeah, he just shows up at the beginning. They can use him in the trailers, use yeah. his name to sell it, and then he's gone. And then he's gone. Um, I hope that they're going to put a new spin on it because I, what I don't want is just a flat-out remake of this story because right. this lives on its own. You're never going to be able to recapture this magic in a bottle. And here's the thing. um, When you really look at this movie under the microscope...
1: Nothing happens like it's <laughs> yeah. the first the first 10 20 minutes like there's a murder then like they fill the next 45 minutes it's slow moving. with like we need to search the house and it's just the novelty of going around all the rooms mm-hmm. all the places that you recognize from the board game and kind of getting it out. But like with bits like little interstitials the, like yeah. you know just episodic moments strewn throughout this movie to make a movie based on a board game. It's not to say it's bad. It's just that you only get so much mileage out of You're what right. you do in They're this They're obviously
0: stalling for time until things really kick off in uh-huh. that third act, which yeah. is glorious. The the third act is all. like, And it was funny. I was looking at the timer. I was like, holy shit. The whole
1: third act of this movie is retracing. Tim Curry retracing the steps of where everybody was yeah. and how the crimes were committed. And, like, it is a 30-minute monologue that Tim Curry performs, and it is fucking performed
0: masterfully. I can't wait to see a recast for that, because that's going to be the, uh, again, the glue, the clue glue, that's going to hold the rest of the cast together. Although, I I will defend the first two-thirds of the movie, though, because there is enough comedy in there. It's very quotable, and all these little moments that... I don't know who this director is, Jonathan Lynn, Um, because really the only other thing he had done besides this was... He did a lot of TV. My Cousin Vinny is what I know and my, from. Yeah, and My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, a lot of TV, but but you can tell this is like an actor's director. He really f- found a way to took what could have been a very dry script uh-huh. uh, and find these little moments and just get the deliveries out of the actors. Because you have no superstar in this
1: movie. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that works for it. And that goes... That you have all mm-hmm. these character actors,
0: all these utility players that do what they do well. Thank you. And they're all bringing it together to this mix. Which brings me back around to the remake and what I hope they don't do is just do a star stud, you know, stunt casting. Yeah. Where we're going to get Matt Damon is uh-huh. Mr. Green and George Clooney is... Although that's not bad, that's one of the The cast of
1: Ocean's Eleven. That's one of the things that bothered me about when I saw the cast for the Murder on the Orient Express. Right, It's like it's a bunch of superstar actors in it, Mm -hmm. and it's like, man, and I haven't seen it yet. I've heard good things, but how are you going to bring all these people together and they're going to gel perfectly? Yeah, like you need a
0: team player. You need uh, you need Paul Giamatti. Uh huh. Oh man, Paul Giamatti would be great. That would have been great. Colonel Mustard. Shit, I didn't even think about that. I'm, I'm gonna redo my recap. You got right fucking now. blackmail material on me. <laughs> Although it does get a little, co- Joe. I've seen this movie a couple dozen just, times. Got the part huh? You, huh? you just run up some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm winded by my own thoughts. I'm burning, uh, burning calories by firing synapses too. No, you look great, Joe. You look great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I didn't come across as <laughs> was it sincere at all. <laughs> It's like when you just t- you look you, t- look, t- you look great, John. You look Whatever. fine. No, no, back to back you're to pretty clear. too. Um, the story, if, if I asked you to kind of weave together this this tapestry uh-huh. of how all the connections, it's I, I, I can remember the lines, but it's it's it's, super, it's all inconsequential, it's isn't ca- it? Ca- it doesn't matter. They they use the term red herring a lot, and, uh-huh. I, and I think it's it's um, ironic because the entire plot of this movie is a red herring. Communism was just a red a red herring. I didn't know what the term red herring was yeah. until I saw this movie. See, films are educational, kids. That's right. I give them credit. Mm-hmm. I give them credit for for putting them... I mean,
1: there was some thought that went into crafting the script. Mm-hmm. That they made it... like take It takes place in, what, 1954? That's right. It takes place in 1954. Get the old cars. Yeah. You, I mean, you're, you're, you're post-World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, it's that, that point of American pride, but also suspicion. That's right. You know, suspicion of everything. We're 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 on the verge of the Cold War, mm-hmm. and a lot of references to J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, and and it's a perfect time to create a whodunit kind of mystery. Yeah, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if there were a lot of pieces from this script that were taken from something else. You know, like hmm. so some other projects. Just because I think uh, that it's, just turned it into a comedy. It's so huh? specific that it's like, it's nineteen fifty four. These people have all been brought to a house. Mm. And it's like, oh, this might work for Clue if we did a clue movie. Mm-hmm. But also because it's a clue movie, we have to explore secret passages yeah. and we've got to have like all the rooms, everything laid out just like how it is in the game. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like and I think that's one of the things that works to its It's one of its charms, but it also works to its detriment. The fact that it brings you 3D into the house from Clue. And that's kind of exciting. Yeah, you get to see all
0: the rooms. They slowly introduce them to you one by one. uh Here's the billiard room. Yes. And the kitchen.
1: But, yeah, it also works to its detriment because you're showing that off and we're sacrificing legit story. Uh, Surprisingly, though, we get... uh, we get an appropriate amount of character development,
0: mm-hmm. even though part of the point of the movie is we're not supposed to know who these people really are. And they do do a good job of uh, yeah, of uh, building that suspense early on. There's that, that the dinner scene where we're slowly learning, oh, everyone's related to the governments. And there's little, um, you know, who is our host? And, and I like Curry's that there's being... little points where people are like, I know who you are. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you. Like...
1: Uh, this is cool. This is this it. it works on
0: repeat viewings because you go back and you kind of see the the looks that everybody gives that Tim Curry will call out later. Uh-huh. Um, and I I I never picked up on certain people being absent in certain scenes. Yeah, where they did a good job of when he goes back and says you you weren't there. Somebody wasn't there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And sure enough, you go back and watch it, and they do not it, show that. Yeah, person. they're not there. Uh, I like very well the, planned out. Where the police officer is like,
1: why does J, why is J Edgar Hoover calling yeah. you on the phone? <laughs> And like you get a reaction from Tim Curry, but you also get a reaction from Michael McKeon, too. Oh, which is I never kinda, noticed it's that. kind of fun to see them like because we find out later around. he's the FBI agent. Mm-hmm. But in one of the other endings, it's that Wadsworth was working with the government. That's right. So they kind of play that off a little bit. That's that's not. I don't want to say that that's super complicated, but that's not the easiest thing to have to consider while you're making your movie. You're right. Not the easiest thing for you as like a director uh, to have to kind of keep track of and also for your performers to oh, have to yeah. keep
0: track of as well. No, you know somewhere there was like a, uh, a CSI like pegboard where they had all the characters' photos posted <laughs> like up. Like threads. And there's yeah rubber bands between the uh, all the different connections. It, it is a funny script. And um, I...
1: I give the actors a lot of credit. I think that there was a lot that was placed on the shoulders of the actors of like, you know, bring some of your, you know, bring something, whatever you've got, bring it to the, to the mix. Let's see what you have, what you could do. Um, I thought that Leslie Ann Warren as Miss Scarlet Mm -hmm. was really fun. Like she's super fun. It doesn't seem like she, again, it doesn't seem like anybody's like breaking character or anybody's kind of a weak link or not carrying their own weight. Uh, Christopher Lloyd with, as Professor oh, Plum perfect pervy Professor Plum <laughs> yes he's so great and he never misses a moment to give someone like some leery eyed look oh my god he's so or, creepy like when Yvette's leaning over him to serve him food and he's just like
0: got his face right, right
1: up against her tits it's like do <laughs> you have no shame sir <laughs> Uh, and he has none. No. Uh, the the part where they're looking at the negatives. And uh, yeah, Madeline like, Kahn's like, I didn't know. I didn't know somebody could even get in a position like that. He's like, oh, it's easy. Sure you and can. So, so show her. Yeah. It's like, come on, dude. Uh, But one of the bits mm. that I can't even believe, I, I can't believe for a second it's written. I, I'm sure Madeline Kahn made it up. Oh. Was when she starts talking about Yvette and how she killed Yvette. Yes. And like what it made her feel. Jen and it over here just is say,
0: nodding her head.
1: Flames Flames. Flames on the side, on of, the my side of my face. No one writes that. No one writes that. <laughs> that was indeed. That's an Madeline Kahn. Uh, but yeah. And she never shit. even really kind
0: of finishes that thought before Tim Curry just kinda cuts her off. <laughs> Gets tired of waiting for her. <laughs> I hated her with a a, a fire. <laughs>
1: It still stands up. I mean, that is one of the most memorable yes.
0: bits from that movie. It is very rewatchable. Uh, the, How many uh, times have you seen this film?
1: I, I've probably seen this movie uh, at, at, dozens. Yeah, me too. It, dozens, if not hundreds of times, uh, and and it's enjoyable. And this time around, just as fun. I agree, just as fun. There's this movie shouldn't work. It shouldn't.
0: You're paper. right. It should not work, but it does. It's John Landis. Is it? I think so. Yeah. His his style of comedy is sorely missed today, I think, because I think of, well, he was Blues Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Blues Brothers is one of my all-time favorite films, um, and a comedy that, they don't really make comedies like that anymore. First of all, they don't make comedy musicals like that anymore. But just, it's so fun and innocent, and yet, they're kind of doing some dirty, raunchy stuff, but you kind of forgive it. It's it's in that Porky's vein. It, yeah. Um, one of the things I really like about the way John Landis uh,
1: crafts a comedy, mm-hmm. or crafts a movie in general, and, and Clue is no exception Is that they allow the movie A chance to breathe um, That they, they let the atmosphere Tell the story um, I mean even with just the opening the, Where Tim Curry He's driving his car up the hill And he's yeah. getting in the gate And there's the dogs and, Like subconsciously setting the stage Of like how remote they are Mm-hmm Um, lightning crashing in the background so when someone just comes to knock on the door it makes it fun to me it's hilarious when like Leslie Ann Warren is like maybe they'll go away this house is in the middle of fucking nowhere like if someone's here they're here for a purpose uh, and the fact that like some people are like my car broke down, so I thought I'd come over here. No, obviously you're here for a reason. Uh, the singing telegram. Oh my gosh, the singing telegram I
0: bit. Am your singing telegram? Bang. <laughs>
1: um, it, one of the things that makes the the real ending of this movie tough to swallow, yeah. is how stupid sometimes Wadsworth can be. Like you know how he's. Uh, he tries to break down the door, and he's right. like, "Oh, my arm!" And I fall in. he's the he's, mastermind. He's upstairs when the gunshot happens. He's like, "What? Where am I? This this isn't a door." And he turns on the shower. It's the shower, yeah. and you're like, "Well, wait a minute. You can't be a criminal mastermind." And, and so the movie's kind of having its cake and eating it too. Sure, but I see where you have to. You know, it, it's like it's like creating a movie just to have misdirects. And you're painting yourself in the corner constantly.
0: But, and I, I give this movie credit because
1: it still, for the most part, makes it work.
0: And and this is definitely a film where it's more about the journey than the destination. It, it because is. by the end of it, I don't care who. Like like I said, I've seen this dozens of times. And when we were when I was when I was watching it the other night, I couldn't remember exactly who the killers were in the previous two. Because uh-huh. um, I, I thought it was Mrs. White or. He's always Miss White because Miss White has her moment. Because she and does. And that's in the Wadsworth ending. But it's actually Scarlet. But I do remember the Mrs. Peacock one. Yeah. which um, seemed out of place. Uh, Where is it going with this? I don't know. Uh, but ultimately, it doesn't matter who the no. killers were because no. you still get these fun moments and you and it's, it's all about kind of building the mystery and people keep dying one by one and it's, dare I say, it's kind of fun to find out who's going to die next. Because that's what the fun of the
1: game is when you're playing yeah. Clue. The fun of the game is to find out, all right, who got killed, with you know, what, and
0: where. In retrospect, a really odd uh, game for children to play. <laughs> yes. What's the box say? Ages like eight and up. Uh-huh. Hey kids, let's sit around the fire. And, uh, and play Harry Potter Clue. little game of murder <laughs> where uh, some of your yeah. household items can be uh, <laughs> instruments of destruction. Instruments of destruction. I'm Neville
1: Longbottom. <laughs> uh, that was, we played, a, that we, is a. we played a game of Harry Potter Clue and I was Neville Longbottom. Uh, and that was the voice I used to play as my kid. Sounds nothing I, like the actual Neville Longbottom. But <laughs> I like to play board games in character. I like that. So, uh, so yeah. As I was you do doing in, in life, Joe. I'm Neville Longbottom. No, uh, I I I agree that it's all about the journey, uh, and there's that payoff. And anybody who's ever played Clue, when you get like I just said, you know, you got that they killed this person in this room with, with this. this, and that's what you get at the end of the the actual ending when Michael McKeon is like, they all did it, mm-hmm. you know, because the the chief comes in, he's like, okay, who did it? They all did it. But if you want to know who killed
0: Mister Body, right? It was, it was me, me in the lobby. In the lobby. With the revolver. Love it. They had to do it. Yes. and they had to do it. It's fucking great. I still get a chill in that scene where uh, they all, after, after they, uh, we, let, let's go into the study for some brandy. After they have dinner. Uh-huh. And uh, he, he starts kind of doling out. Uh, we all have secrets on you and everybody has a present. Yeah. And they one by one go and everyone's unwrapping and it's the It's all present. the weapons. And it's the weapons from the game and it's uh-huh. kind of, it's. um, It's iconic, man. Yeah, very much so. Those are cool. Except for the rope. There's some lame... (laughs) Whoever gets the rope... Well, I remember (laughs) playing as a child. I mean, clearly the revolver is the most awesomest weapon to murder with. Sure. I think we can all... (laughs) Not very quiet, though, but... No, but uh, gets the job done. Everything else is like... Except the the rope and the gun. The
1: candlestick. And everything else is just a bludgeoning weapon. Exactly. That could be anything.
0: Joe, I could take this microphone and murder you right now. There's a
1: new clue. Ooh. Editing Bay Clue hey. <laughs> with It'd be the tough because head- there's only two characters no. in the entire game.
0: <laughs> I'll <I'd laughs> strangle you with the headphone wire. <laughs> what else could I murder you with? <laughs> with your laptop or my water yeah. bottle? Yeah. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. It was <laughs> Joel in the media room <laughs> with the water <laughs> bottle. Water bottle. It's a
1: short game because there's only one room. <laughs> That's right.
0: And two people, <laughs> unless the dog did it
1: or Jenna did it. <laughs> um. What else about this movie, man? Um, Production value, fantastic. Yeah. You know everything's period and. Like it's such a great fun uh, score that goes along
0: with this movie, dude. Yes, let's talk about the music because so many um, hummable and I- iconic pieces of music,
1: almost Danny Elfman esque.
0: Yes, yeah. It's it's a great mix of um, mystery suspense with like fun campy. <laughs> you got the harpsichord. Um, bur, 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 bur. And then I love them using the shake rattle and roll during the credits. Sure, I don't know. Wh- I don't know how it fits in. It's period. I guess it is. Yeah, yeah. it's fifties, right? Uh huh.
1: Doo-wop Yeah, um, dude. So much fun. I really don't. I don't have too many criticisms about this movie. I thought. I mean. Some of the subtlety of the humor is just fucking outstanding. It's mm-hmm. Like the, when they're having dinner and, and Professor Plum and Miss White
0: start slurping their soup. Yeah. Like just little
1: things like that.
0: Again, it, stuff that's not in the script that yeah. is totally uh, on the director to, uh-huh. to pull out. Uh, Martin Mull, when he's like, I'm going to go
1: have a drink. And he goes, and he, first he walks by the study and they're like, What are do you doing? He's like, Just checking. Everything okay? Yes. Oh, two corpses. Everything's fine. <laughs> And then the very next shot is him pouring a glass of of brand or pouring <laughs> yes. a glass of whiskey. He's like anybody else want whiskey? And everyone's like yeah. And he just like <laughs> he just <laughs> <pours>. the entire <laughs> But it gives everyone like a little bit. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's got a full glass <laughs> yeah. himself. Uh it's it's fun just the little subtle touches that that the character, the kind of character work that you don't see even from main characters in movies like now in 2017, 2018. You don't see that kind of development, but here you could tell that they were given carte blanche to like create your character give your make him make them seem make him or her seem alive and living in this world uh, and and man that's that's
0: why it works is because they're so convincing who's your uh, favorite character of the are there seven let's see we got Mr. Green Colonel Colonel Mustard, mustard Professor, Professor Plum Miss White
1: Miss Scarlet. Mrs. White. Miss Scarlet. Ms. White. Ms. White, because <laughs> they never repeat. Ms. White, Miss right. Scarlet, Mrs. Peacock. That's right. Yes. Um it, you know what I'm gonna tell you, mm-hmm. it, it was Mr. Green, like when I was in high school, mm-hmm. it was Mr. Green, uh, because I had done a show called the musical economy uh, oh, yeah. murders of nineteen forty, and I always kind of felt like my character yes. who ended up being the unlikely hero of it, like I identified with the Mr. Green character. That is true. But as I've grown into an adult, and the character that I that I appreciate the most is going to be no surprise. It's going to be Ms. White, the Madeline oh, Kahn yeah, character. Oh, yeah, really? I fucking love her. There is not a wasted moment of <laughs> Madeline Kahn in this movie. <laughs> I love what Every uh, time she opens her fucking mouth, it's gold.
0: During the, uh, the Mrs. Peacock ending, when she's slowly uh, uh, walking out and they all start singing for she's a jolly good fellow. Uh-huh. <laughs> she starts to she's harmonize. She's doing a false set over. <laughs> <laughs> in <between. laughs> oh, You're right. I guess she does have uh, She
1: shines some in my this best movie. best moments. Oh yeah. And just like she does in everything though. Young Frankenstein. Blazing Saddles. She is a fucking force of nature. They were lucky to get her in this movie and we were lucky to get her performance.
0: I agree. Uh, however mine and I guess I'm I asked the question, which of the seven originals? But, I mean, you can't... Th- without Tim Curry in this role as yeah. that character, especially, like we said, he carries that entire third act. Um, this movie isn't nearly as enjoyable. Yeah. And, yeah, he's doing a tour de force. Everybody's running from scene to scene. It must have been fun to... And, Joe, you've directed and, and, and been directed. Um, but something that gets lost, especially when you're doing a comedy, it's very difficult to maintain... Um, maintain that tone uh-huh. that, that sense of humor um mm-hmm. th- from and that, that scene. Momentum, to, scene. To, to keep that momentum exactly up from everybody scene to scene. is kind of acting at a, in, film. in a hyper yes exactly in a hyper real level well this plays like a stage play it does yeah, yeah. it does yeah not a lot of tricky camera work in here Mm-mm. a lot of just setting up the tripod in the corner and letting the scene play out because it you don't need it <laughs> because you don't need it exactly you don't need the tricks but yes when he starts recreating oh, everything man. that happens and and again the music plays too but they only play that the between
1: running. yeah like uh-huh. between moments when he's talking yeah. other than that they cut it out and he's just carrying that whole thing yeah. no Tim Curry's great and you're right if he didn't work this movie wouldn't work I just love me some Madeline Kahn man
0: yeah she's great
1: uh it's my, uh, my favorite convention, too, by the way. The Madeline Conn. Madeline Con.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ali didn't Allie like that He did joke. not like that joke. No, no. Starts growling. Too punny for her. <laughs> Keep it to yourself, dog. Oh, man. Uh, I, I feel like this is a movie that still stands up. I this, agree. This is the kind of film that... Which is probably why people are still talking about it 30 years later and uh, while we're getting a remake. This is a movie that should have a shadow cast like Rocky Horror does. Could you imagine... Oh, my God. This would be great. This is ripe for that. Well, you know what? The funny thing is, it kind of shadow casts itself. Yeah. Like, I can't hear the phrase, long story short. Yeah, too late.
1: Without the reply. And I didn't even realize that's where I got it from. I've said that a million times on this podcast. Yes. I'm like, long story short. Too late. Too late. Mm -hmm. I had no idea it was from this movie. Yeah. There we go. And the whole, let us in, let us in, let Let us us out, let us us out. I thought that was from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah, I wonder who
0: did that first. Well, they both came out in 85. Yeah.
1: Hmm. I think it was this. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun though, man. Going back and watch, like this is the kind of thing that especially after watching something like Suburban Sasquatch. Like <laughs> this is a nice place to like cleanse the palate yeah. and kind of come Maybe back that's to why something I chose like this. it. I
0: just needed it, it was it's my whoopee. It's yeah. my security blanket. Oh
1: god, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It, it, and seriously, if you, you I think it's a kind of movie that'll speak more to like theater geeks nowadays yes. like theater nerd kind of kids. Uh, I think that's there's something that's still left to be discovered in this that's movie. That's
0: a good point. Is there an audience who would not enjoy this film?
1: Uh, you're, you're fast and furious kind of yeah, audience. You, dude bros, yeah, they probably yeah, wouldn't like this. I think you're right. you would be like, to. man, that chick's tits kept almost falling out. <laughs> the movie sucked because her boobs. I never got to see yeah. any nipple. They killed the
0: hottest chick in the first act. <laughs>
1: Where's vet? You're more a vet, Dude, where she's trying to go up the stairs at the same time. <laughs> and they're just, is it her and
0: Professor Plum? Yeah. They're trying nobody to go up the at the same
1: time. <laughs> and just, they're just... I was like, that is... I was listening.
0: <laughs> One of my favorite line deliveries her she has.
1: It's so bad. <laughs> it is so bad. But I think that's by design. It's good bad. Yeah, it is. Um, So fun. Well, I don't... I, okay. So my criticisms of the movie. Okay. Uh, there are a few bits, especially in that third act, where Tim Curry's running down like what happened. You were there. You were there. And you were, you there, were there. And then they start running to another room. Like he won't have, he won't have even started going to the other room when like some of the other actors like turn and just start running over towards. Mm-hmm. Him. And that's just kind of a problem with continuity. Like watching the movie, especially watching it a million times. Yeah, and then kind of like coming back to and watching it again. You're like. Oh, they started making their way to the room before Tim Curry
0: even left this but one. But I'm fine for that just to keep that breakneck pace uh-huh. that, you know, if, if you did it, if you had actual continuity, yes, there's no way they could all run down the hall and get to the next room at the same time. Right. I'm, I, it's, and you have to imagine how many different takes they did, uh-huh. especially in that, that last act where it's just... He's like the Micro Machines guy, just dude. spurting out <laughs> just, dialogue. M- Martin Mull, who's like got no jacket on, he's just got his shirt. I'm like, <laughs> poor show that guy. poor guy had to be
1: fucking just exactly. Um, That'd be me on dude, the set of this movie. I'd there be like, are <laughs>
0: several people who get like knocked down. Well, uh, Mr. Green. <laughs> yes. Michael McKean, Tim Curry, like knocks him down several times <laughs> as he's doing his recreation. I love when they're in the kitchen and he's like, well. She's not in here, and the
1: thing opens up, and he grabs the her in his cook, yeah. goes, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then, like, it's like they held on it, and I wonder if, like, if that was just like they held on it just to see what Michael McKeon would do. And he was like, "Someone help me, please! <laughs> help <laughs> poor <me>. cook." <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he is ever he is constantly a victim of like also getting knocked uh, down, Mrs. Peacock around. Around. as well gets yes. slapped like by uh, <laughs> both him and her. I had to stop her screaming. <laughs> I love Tim Curry's impression of it. Yes. Yeah, so Holy Pushing shit. up the
0: glasses with the middle finger <laughs> yes. and everything. Oh, sir. It's fun. Yes. Uh, oh, so if we're talking complaints then. I guess this is the portion of the episode where we're saying what it did wrong, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not a lot, but uh, it does start to uh, sag there uh, at the end of that second act. Uh-huh. When we split off into pairs and everybody's kind of exploring, yeah. there are some, some fun bits of comedy, but mostly... I just wanted them to all get back together it, yeah, and be in the same room. It showcases the weakness of this cast, and it's
1: when yeah. you separate them all. Yeah, they are the strongest when they're together. Who's the weakest? Who's the
0: weakest pair? I think Yvette, and, Professor uh, Plum and Yvette. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, probably because he's he without he's playing the straight man, and without somebody is that who to pairs off? Spoil. Is it
1: Professor Plum and Yvette, or was
0: it Mr. Green and Yvette? Oh shit!
1: Yeah, I can't. I can't remember.
0: I well, don't I know Mar- I know Colonel Mustard, Colonel Mustard and Scarlet. And Miss Scarlet are because together. He's kind of always and they hitting get, on her. They get
1: stuck in the room together. That's right. Yeah. And uh, and then is isn't it? it Miss Peacock, Mrs. Peacock, and Wadsworth? Wadsworth are together. Uh huh. I can't remember. So then Miss White. I think it's Miss White and Professor Plum. <laughs> yes, and it's Mister right. Green and An Yvette. Yvette. You're right. Yeah, those those two are a little bit weak when they're on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Professor Plum has got so much great stuff. Christopher Lloyd, man. And it's so funny to know that, like, he did this and Back to the Future, like, in the same year. I know.
0: Does he he get enough credit nowadays? (laughs) I think
1: so. I mean, what? He produced uh, Modern Family? That's true. That's true. And he's going to be coming into town. They got the whole cast of Back to the Future. At the Madeline Con? Coming coming to the Madeline Con. (laughs) Nice.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's right. I saw you post it. Wait, the whole cast? Dude, or the the La Madeline Con? (laughs) Where you can get your French uh... French sandwiches yes. and your favorite Madeline Kahn movies. <laughs> we should do that. We should uh... <laughs> the La Madeline Kahn hashtag La Madeline Kahn. Dude, that's a great. <laughs> I'm getting that right now. Follow us on Twitter at La Madeline Kahn. La <laughs> totally. It's gonna be the, our next live show.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. So, do you have any other notes about this? I do it's not. Be a short one. Yeah. All right. So fine. we've we've already gone through this, but just to to make it official. What did Clue do right?
0: Um, oh, what did do right? Yeah, what it did right. So many things. Uh, I don't want to take what you're going to say, so I'm going to focus <laughs> on the ca- uh, the music again, uh-huh. uh, because it's not a worse movie without that that soundtrack, that score, but it's maybe ten, fifteen percent less. Yeah. Um. And and even the little reveals, the little musical cues, dun dun dun. Yeah. Uh, that, that gets played over it again. Dun dun dun. They keep ramping it up. Um, and just keeping up with the manic pace of... Like, I can only imagine being the guy composing that music sure. and watching that last act. Uh-huh. i like, oh, shit. How the fuck am I supposed to score this? <laughs> How do I not make this feel any slower? <laughs> um, but just from the instrumentation to capturing, like you said, that 50s vibe, yeah. but also the mystery, but it's also a comedy at the same time. That's, like you said, Tim... Uh, not Tim Burton. Tim Curry. No. Um, oh, uh, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman seems like something he... Would have attempted, but he's never really... Well, I guess maybe Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He's done some comedy. Yeah. He did Beetlejuice. But he's not really... uh, Okay, all right, there you go. Yes, there you go. Some of the score felt a little beetlejuicy In That's a good point. That's my. If we started recasting composers, I would recast <laughs> Danny recast Elfman him. as the composer. Um, so the music is what
1: I like. Okay, so I think you you assume that I'm going to go with the cast, mm. and you assume correctly. <laughs> I think that the, the, the cast of this movie is fucking fantastic. Uh, they knock it out of the park. No one is elevated higher than anybody else, and because of that, they work. True ensemble. Um, but also, I think that just the director... Yeah. Uh, ...who... The people in charge of putting this film together understood what they were doing. They clearly had a plan. They had a plan. And this is a complete loving homage to a movie like like The Cat and the Canary uh, with Bob Hope. You know, that whodunit thriller uh, with a little bit of light humor in there. And that's kind of what this is. And it's a great homage to that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard to make murder funny. It, it, it's hard to make murder funny while still making it compelling to figure out who did what. Who done it. Because there's there's a point where either you care about it or you don't give a fuck and you're just ready for them to figure it out. But you're enjoying, like you said, it's the journey and you're enjoying that journey the entire time. Um. So yeah, that's I think that those are the things that this movie did right. What did Clue do wrong? Uh. Oh, we did that part already. Okay, but we
0: could do it again. Okay, we, sure. Because <laughs> we didn't do it officially. That's true. Well, I feel like I need to say something else now.
1: You don't, you just say what you said, man. Yeah. That, just uh,
0: to sum it up for the listeners. That second act um, near the end, when, when when they're not all together in the same room, piecing it together and playing off of each other, um, it's it's not as dynamic. And, mm-hmm. and that's exactly when you don't want your movie to sag, when it should be ramping up to that climax yeah. is when it's kind of going downhill. But it's made up for in that in that third act.
1: Sure. Sure. Um, what I think Clue did wrong uh, is just a lack of um, a little bit more, and this kind of falls along what you're saying, a little bit more of a solid story, a solid through line to keep them going because the only reason they separate, and it's like, what, 30 minutes into the movie yeah, where they're like, we need to separate. Professor uh, Colonel Mustard is saying, we need to separate. How do we know we're not the, we're the only ones in the house? We need to look. And the thing is, you know, I know, everybody who's watching this movie knows there's nobody else in the house. Yeah. So now we're just kind of spinning our wheels, separating them, so that's they're a, searching for someone who isn't there.
0: And really, the purpose of it is to so that we can slowly find all of the secret passages, sure. right? Because that comes into play later. Oh, how did you know about the secret passage? Well, we found it when we were together. Right.
1: Um, and know, nobody of consequence gets murdered
0: at that point except for the people who visited the house. That's right. The cop, the motorist. You know, I, I will say, as now I am thinking of another complaint, which is um, I don't think that the... The story had to be as convoluted as it was, and and it's writing that fine line between. But you don't it, really need to care about it. Were they doing? It. You know, let me. I'm going to interrupt you. For do, a it, do it. Do I, it. Because I think I know what you're going to say. Were they?
1: Was it convoluted? Because that's a weakness of the writing, or were they doing that to lampoon whodunit kind of? No, means?
0: you're you're right. It's it's intentional. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. They're going to spell it all out literally for you. Um, but it's. It's almost expecting the audience to kind of follow these threads a little too much uh-huh. because even when we're, we were rewatching it, we were like, okay, so Mrs. Peacock, she, I remember her, she she ends up being the murderer. But why, again, was she yeah. the murderer? And even now, I don't know that I could really, It's all, it's all comes down to like secrets. Who it's all a red herring. It is all a, communism was just a red herring. <laughs>
1: Uh, all right, so if uh, I I absolutely recommend this movie, I've already said that many times.
0: I recommend this. If we were going to remake Clue, ah. how are we going to do it? Now, this is the real reason I chose this movie uh, as our as our weekly movie because uh-huh. uh, since they are doing a remake, the mind uh, just it, wheels start turning. Uh-huh. Uh, and you let loose that you have two recasts. I have don't two you? recasts. Yeah. Is one of them like an ensemble or <clears throat> something? No, they're completely no. different. recasts. One is huh? an
1: offshoot because as I was recasting it, Sarah and I were talking and we're like.
0: Oh my god, it would be horrible if we did this. And so that's why we have a se- there's a second cast. I do have a couple of also rands. Do you do you want to you want just do them all at the same time or you want to do one of yours first and then I'll do mine and then do you do yours or what?
1: Uh oh Jesus, we're making this as convoluted as the just uh, like connections the movie, huh? in the movie. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's just go
1: through the character, character by character, okay. and then at the end, I'll give you my second casting. Okay, because it's it's not serious. It's, all right, it's kind of horrible. Well, I actually. recast nine uh, with Yvette and Mister Body. But I, I did not do the cook. I recast everybody you, in this movie. You did the. It's ooh. a small enough
0: cast. Yeah, that I recast everybody in this. You movie. You did the singing telegram. Yes, and the and the cop. Yep. Uh-oh. well, you're gonna have several that I don't. Then all right. Uh, I just started with Yvette. Well, the, the, well with let me. I'll, the, I'll, I'll I'll start with the singing telegram. Okay,
1: played by Leah Michelle.
0: Oh, please Leah Michelle. That's perfect. I wouldn't mind seeing her be shot. Uh, wow,
1: <laughs> dude. Hopefully, she doesn't end up dead within the next like twenty four hours. Why? Because I'll be suspected for murder. Yes, yeah, murder. No, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> uh, all right. Did you recast the cook? Uh, I didn't. I recast the cook as Mindy Kaling. Whoa. <laughs> How about the motorist that shows up to use the no, phone? No, didn't do the motorist. Rain Wilson. <laughs> Perfect. How about the chief? The guy who comes to oh. the door a couple times and he's like, you know, the Armageddon's upon us. I'll do Danny Glover. <laughs> I went with John C. Reilly. Oh,
0: ooh, I like yeah. that. Oh, that's great. So, Bumbling chief. Now I've got uh, the cop that comes to check on things. Oh, that's who I thought you were talking about. Oh, you're talking about at the end. At the end, yeah, the chief. The FBI agent. The FBI guy, yeah. Uh, how about Keanu Reeves? I'll do Keanu that's Reeves. That's pretty good. I'm an all FBI right. agent.
1: So the cop, mm-hmm. you cast who? That was Danny Glover. All right, I cast Craig Robinson. Ooh, that's great. huh. <laughs> I'm stuck in this house with all these white people. <laughs> uh, All right. So Yvette, the maid, you said that's your lowest? Yes.
0: Okay. I went with uh, Brie Larson. That's pretty good, Jenna man. came up with that one. Captain Marvel's Brie Larson. Yeah. Oh, did you hear uh, she's... The, the, she might be an Easter egg in the Infinity in, the, in the trailer.
1: Did you see her standing behind Captain America?
0: Oh yeah, that's as her they're,
1: as they're walking down
0: the hallway. I I did not freeze frame it, but yeah. I saw that freeze, frame. <laughs> freeze frame, freeze <laughs> frame. Oh, I have one more thing to say about the solo trailer before we continue. Solo breaking news. No, not really. Um, <laughs> ha- watching that trailer, I for the first time I had the thought: Hmm, I wonder if Jabba the Hutt is going to appear in this film. <laughs> no, I am. I mean, that he's, he's going to make the Kessel run in this movie. <laughs> That clearly you think that's is that's the job that Woody Harrelson's trying to hire everybody I for. I think you're probably onto something there, <laughs> but uh, it wasn't until they were showing some shots of a cantina like set. Uh-huh. And uh, there's appears to be like one of those little frogs floating in like formaldehyde. <laughs> um I was like, "Jabba. Oh, I wonder if uh, we're in Truba, something another Jabba palace." It could no? be. No. It could be. You don't think so. Could be they've got a history. I mean, they can't be making more of these solo movies, right? Like they're, they're making a solo solo movie. Solo. Um, solo round. So you kind of have to get all of these prequel like connections out yeah. of the way in one film, right? Yeah. Maybe Greta will show up. We've already seen him in Phantom Menace. <sighs> we get we get mid-age Greedo. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Subulba. Adolescent Greedo. <laughs> Maybe Subulba will show up. <laughs> Let's hope not.
1: Uh all right. That was good. That was a nice aside. Sorry. Back to our recast. Uh so Yvette, you cast Brie Larson. Brie Captain Larson. Amer- no Captain Marvel. Marvel. Uh I cast Alice Eve. Oh, nice. You might remember from the uh Star Trek Into Darkness. The second one, that's right. Yes. Uh what like do you that. have next? I did Mr. Buddy. Mr. Body. For me, Jason Schwartzman.
0: Ooh. Smarmy ass Jason yes. Gideon Graves Jason Schwartzman. That's uh, amazing. He can even wear the exact same outfit. <laughs> yes. Uh, I went with Charlie Sheen Charlie for that Sheen's role.
1: Sheen's good. Mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen's good. He almost made my second cast list. <laughs>
0: Uh, who do you have next uh, we're going to go I know Wadsworth is kind of the star but if we're going uh, by canon he is not in the clue game okay oh so you're going to go with him next yeah well I can save him for the end if you I like we should save him for the yeah, end yeah because he kind of he he really ties he's the, the room Kluglin.
1: together he's the clue <laughs> right. he's the carpet <laughs> well then in that case <laughs> but he's I the have, rug he is the rug, the rug
0: that ties it together I have Professor Plum then alright uh, who do you have how about uh, Kelsey Grammer Frazier oh, Beast uh, I went with Adrian Brody. Oh, I like that. Pretty uh-huh. cool. Hey, speaking of uh, Frasier, <laughs> sad news. You yeah, the father. That? Last. Uh, John, what's his name? Mahoney. John Mahoney. Mahoney, age 77. Obviously an Italian man. W- oh, why? <laughs> oh. Mahoney. <laughs> <I'm> being... <laughs> just trying to be funny, Joel. <laughs> I didn't piece that together. I really just brought it up so that we could play this clip in the uh, Eddie Awards 2019. <sighs> oh, that's good. In memoriam section. Good. Good work. Cut that part out, Jeff. <laughs>
1: Uh, all right, so um, I have Miss Peacock, Mrs. Peacock. Okay. Played by Julia Louis Dreyfus.
0: Oh, that's fantastic with the same crazy glasses. Uh-huh. Yeah. I went with uh, Catherine O'Hare. Love her. How about that? She's Love probably age her. appropriate. And that's perfect because Michael McKeon. Right. He's in this, but now we'll throw Catherine O'Hare in there. There you go. My runner up is uh, Emma Thompson, but I think that's because I've been watching a lot of Harry Potter. A lot of Nanny McPhee. Oh, and, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> she says, La da da. da, da. La <laughs> La, da, 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 I don't know what the fuck you're doing right now. La, da, da, Is that da, da, the music from Nanny, Nanny McPhee? McPhee? Oh, okay. Wow. Do a little little uh, Bobby McPhee. Okay.
1: <laughs> Freedom's just another <laughs> word for nothing left to lose. That's right. It's me and Bobby McGee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that part out. I was trying to be Rain Man Thank there. you. Uh, all right. Uh, Colonel Mustard. Yes, let's do Colonel played Mustard. Played by Office Space's Gary Cole. No, who is he? Because I'm not in... Oh, oh, oh. The the boss.
0: Oh, shit. He's in... uh,
1: Yeah, he's in uh, Pineapple
0: Express. Yeah, I'm going to need you to... (laughs) That's my Colonel Mustard. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go with Will Ferrell. That's pretty
1: good. I almost cast Will Ferrell as my chief. That would have been good. Before I went with John John C. Riley. Riley. (laughs) Uh,
0: Miss Scarlet, Mm -hmm. played by Elizabeth Banks. Oh, that's strong. I like Mm -hmm. that. Um, I went with uh, Deborah Messing. Oh, that's From Will and Grace. That's good. Uh, my Ms. White, mm-hmm. Allison Bree. Oh, hey, look at that!
1: That was a Sarah idea. That was my event. She, she was like, you know, that should be your uh, no, Allison. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> not Bree Larson. A- Brie I Larson always do that. Fuck. And Allison Bree. Yes. Uh, no. Uh, that was a Sarah deal. Al- she was like, Allison Bree would be a good Miss White because I originally had Elizabeth
0: Banks there. She's like, you should put Elizabeth Banks as Miss Scarlet. Is fun. Thank you for saving his recast, Sarah. That's right, Sarah. Thank you. Also, Jenna saved my recast with my Mrs. White. And went with Megan Mullally. Oh, Speaking hey. of Will and Grace, there you
1: go. Hey, that, Will and Grace got
0: that false set of voice. Yes, yeah, she does. How about that,
1: uh, Mr. Green? Mr. Green mm-hmm. played by one of
0: my favorites, man. Okay, Paul Rudd. Oh, that's nice. Paul yeah. Rudd. I could see him as he's a, not a tough guy, effeminate. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> yes. I like that. I went with somebody also effeminate. I went with uh, Jack McBrayer from uh, Thirty Rock. Oh, from Thirty Rock. And Wreck-it Ralph is the voice of That's Fix-it so Felix Jr. That's so fucking great. I like that guy. We both have Wreck-it Ralph actors. Hey, John C. Riley. Um, okay, and then Wadsworth. By the way, let's. As long as we're t- <laughs> trying to stretch this episode, <laughs> have you uh, heard about Wreck-it Ralph Two? No. Much? Do you know? I when? heard it's coming out this year. It is coming out this year. You know nothing about it. I know nothing about it. I didn't know anything about it either until I went to IMDb. And this isn't really a spoiler. Um, because yeah, don't can... you spoil this fucking thing for me? Did I tell you that that's
1: going to be our Halloween theme for this year? Oh, you and Wreck It Ralph? Yeah, Harper's going to be Vanellope von
0: Schweetz. No. Oh, I'm going to be Wreck It Ralph. That's perfect. Sarah's going to be Fix It Felix. Well, now I'm not sure if I should say what I was going to say. Not, say what you need to say. It's not really a spoiler, but if you don't know it, it could be. I don't know And it. they could be saving this for the... I don't know it. All right, well, I'm not going to say anything. Other than, this uh, seems to be the Who Framed Roger Rabbit of... Uh, Are they going to go into the real world? of? Uh, well, no, no. Oh, oh, not in that sense. <laughs> but, like, what? But in the sense that um, we'll be seeing a lot of uh, Disney uh, property... Oh, nice and, uh, characters from other movies. That'll be fun. And Wreck-It Ralph 2. Oh, that's cool. Ralph breaks the internet. Coming soon. Wow. To near you. All right. So now Wadsworth back on track. Finally saving the best for last. Um, this one, uh, you know, our first choice because we we wanted to find somebody uh, who is was, was British because you can't have a Yank playing this role, right? You gotta. I guess. Have, uh oh, Joe. Joe. <laughs> that means Joe has cast a yank in his recast. Uh, but I, I, felt like you kind of need that stuffy, that stereotypical stuffy butler. Uh, and our our first idea was Simon Pegg. Uh-huh. How about that in that role? That's I think you can do it. It's got the manic. Uh, sure. But then, uh,
1: that's that's a good bit of
0: recast. But when you, but that's not my real recast. My real recast uh, when you think of uh, stuffy Brits. Uh, who also do comedy. How about Rowan Atkinson? How about Mr. Mr. Bean? Bean? Is the butler in Clue? That's pretty good. Yeah, that was Jenna's idea. Oh, uh, that's that's a good bit of recasting. She's she's basically taken over my recasting duties. Yeah, well, she, she should from now on. Hey, I, 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 I lean on her. I But uh, I'm not strong. I went with Tom Hiddleston. Oh, that's great. I'm Loki. I'm ready to see Loki play like Fantastic. a goofy butler kind of character. Yes. Because any, a thumbs up from Jenna. Oh, nice. Because anytime we uh, uh, see him do comedy, a la in an SNL skip, Uh uh, he knocks it out of the park. Yeah. I I love Tom Hiddleston. That's a great idea. So um,
1: while we were recasting this, Mm -hmm. Sarah and I uh, found ourselves trying to recast Joe, are you saying that might be inappropriate? Are you saying that could have been your real recast? No, no, that was my real recast. But the actual recast? This is not the actual recast. (laughs) Because at one point, the reason why this happens is (laughs) this is the way it could have been. Uh, so at one point I wanted to recast James Franco as a character, Ooh. and Sarah's like, "I think it's a little too soon. We can't do that." And I was like, "What are you talking about? Like I can't, I can't have Bill Cosby play the cop." <laughs> she's like, "I don't." And so then we got into the whole like, "Oh, who we're could you going to recast? Cast? We're going to recast Clue with." Everybody that we should not dude, put in a movie right the now. Undesirables the Undesirables of 2018. The Undesirables of 2018. That's fantastic. So here we go. Oh, oh really I think I know. Quick. I think I know. The Chief. Uh-huh. Do you want to guess on these, or do you want me to just run through it? Well, you've got like 10 people. Yeah, dude, there's a lot. Let's see. Who's the Chief? Uh, the Chief is going to be Mel Gibson. Oh, <laughs> yes, nice. Uh The Cook, Mario Batali.
0: <laughs> oh, wait. What happened with him? Dude, he's he in trouble. He is
1: in trouble. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, the Motorist. Bam. Played by Steven Seagal. Is he in trouble too? Yes, he is, sir. Uh, the cop, yes. Bill Cosby. Of course, Bill Cosby. That's great. Singing telegram. Um, uh, I don't know who. Andy Dick. Uh, oh yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because the, I am a
1: singing telegram. So yeah, because there are no women who are being accused of <laughs> harassing. So this is all male The all male review That's of Clue. Uh, so now Yvette The French maid Yvette Played mm-hmm. by Jeremy Piven shush, shush, The pivs <laughs> Mr. Body Yeah Played by Kevin Spacey
0: Oh interesting um, uh, I see that though I like that uh, Mrs. Peacock mm-hmm. Played by Donald Trump <laughs> You wouldn't have to do anything with no, his hair Sure not
1: uh, Colonel Mustard Right Louis C.K. Oh, <laughs> Miss Scarlet Yeah Because he uh, he did a show once or, or a movie once Where he dressed in drag And he was a little sexy Dustin Hoffman uh, As Miss Scarlett. Oh, he did get accused, too. Sure, didn't didn't he did. Oh.
0: Professor Plum. Who do you think I went with Professor Plum? It seems obvious by the tone of your voice, and yet i am drawn obvious. a blank. Al Franken. Oh, <laughs> nice.
1: <gasps> Ms. White. Yes. Played by Ben Affleck. Uh. <laughs> Mr. Green. Yeah. Played by Casey Affleck. Oh, of course. And Wadsworth. Oh, no. Played by Michael Richards. Oh wow! Still in trouble from back in the day. Actually, that's not bad. Nobody's well. He kind of played that role in Transylvania
0: Six Five Thousand. I don't know what that is. A oh, Jeff Goldblum not familiar movie with that film at all. What? Transylvania 6-5,000? Transylvania 6-5,000. Is this another rapid fire <laughs> no, movie it's where you're not. making up? It's a comedy Trans- that came out in the 80s. So, I don't know how to spell Transylvania. Transylvania
1: 6-5,000. Hey, Transylvania. while you're looking that up, mm. I want to tell our listeners, if you've got any ideas on how you would recast Clue, or just ideas of Clue, uh, you know, thoughts about it, things we didn't touch on, let us know about it on our Facebook page. You can talk back to us there. Uh, in the Facebook app, or on the page in the search function, put in the editing bay. It's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you could talk back to us. If you have ideas for movies that you'd like us to talk about in the future, you could write those down there as
0: well. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's editingbay.com. When you go there, you're going to find all things Editing Bay. We have links to our social networks, of course, the aforementioned Facebook page, and also our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. When you do, you're going to be the first to know what movies we're uh, reviewing in the upcoming weeks, Joe. I don't even know what movie we're doing next week, I still haven't but I know out. the movie we're doing after that. Yeah, and maybe the one after that. Okay, we'll talk. after All this. right, talk after this, guys. Wait, uh, hold on. I'm uh, not uh, done wait, with my g- my editing bay spiel, sir. So excited! All that and more on editingbay.com.
1: Okay, guys, uh, guys, leave us a rating and a review uh, on the podcasting app. Go ahead and do the search function there. Look up the editing bay and then tap on our logo. Uh, leave us a five-star rating and some feedback. Give us a review. We would love to hear about what you like about the show. Uh, and then please share it with your friends. Uh, and if you don't have an Apple device, you can always subscribe using the Podcast Addict and Podcast Republic apps on your Android. Find us in the iTunes library there. What were you going to say?
0: Uh, Transylvania 6-5000 also came out in 1985. You're right, starring yeah. uh, Ed Begley Jr., Jeff Goldblum, Uh, Gina Davis. It's where uh, Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum met. And uh, oh, no way! Yes, way, Ted. That makes sense. Uh, and then, and Jeffrey Jones, the aforementioned Jeffrey Jones, who yes. I guess you could have recast him as a, a Colonel Mustard. <laughs> That's right, yeah, in your in, undesirable in version, recast. Yeah, cut it on that. Great idea. Uh, Sad though that we have so many. <laughs> that we have so many <laughs> you could men. You can fill a cast of so many dozens.
1: Men. I guess. Uh, yeah, there weren't too many women. I couldn't think of too too many women that I could put in there. Yeah. Uh All right. So, really what to do
0: next week? Well, this is our special Valentine's, Valentine's Day episode, Day. right? Yeah. Got uh, to do something that that uh, you can cuddle up with. Well, with your loved one. and
1: I'm going to tell you, because we did Clue this week, we I was thinking of doing Clueless next week. <laughs> but I couldn't find it in any streaming sites. Uh, coming so, soon, though. Do an episode.
0: Yeah. Just not next week. Huh? Just not next that week. That would have been a great
1: one. Uh, but you had a great idea while we were uh, oh. talking before the podcast. Oh. Uh, and this one you could find on Amazon Prime. We, uh, we would like to... Go back in time. Uh, Actually, I don't know how the time travel works. I just know that time travel is a part of this movie. As do I. Uh, Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. We're going to talk about speed. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) We're we're talking about the lake house. Oh, I wish it were speed. Yeah, the lake house. Happy Valentine's Day. Cuddle up with your significant other. Mm -hmm. Watch the lake house and then come back here. Uh, and check out next week's episode of The Editing Bay. That's a great choice. Jeff, thank you very much, sir. Uh, Joel, always a pleasure. <laughs> My Jeff just what? sounded like this. What str- was that? That was a suburban Sasquatch. <laughs> 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 uh, guys, we will catch you next week for The Lake House. See you later. Thanks, guys.